0: Can I say, "We we'll give it up." Tony King. Boop, Yo. Cheers, man. Cheers Good to you. Good to see you. You as well. Man, it's been a minute.
1: Like just one minute. One minute? For real. <laughs> 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 nice to see you. Uh
0: always a pleasure to chat with you. Welcome to Thank you. You too. My kitchen and my little uh shrine and my very modest uh podcast uh, situation. I dig it. Hmm. I dig it a lot. <laughs> So I know that you uh, are Arizona-born, born and bred. Um, I like to start with um, some early musical memories. Like, was there a record or an artist that inspired you, even before you picked up the drumsticks? Um, what was the music that was played in your home, um, whether you, you know, do you have siblings and and did they bring music into the mix? So just like hit me with the early years, Man, part one, Tony the, King.
1: The early years. Tony King was probably well, I was. <laughs> you know best, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was six years old. there's there's two stories. It was kind of funny, but I was six years old, and my dad's cousin's daughter was getting married. And at the the wedding was held at a boxing facility in downtown Phoenix, hmm. and so the Did that ba- become the the deuce. I'd I have no idea. It's just like a warehouse with a boxing ring in it somewhere. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay, uh, somewhere downtown. Yeah,
1: somewhere downtown. <clears throat> and I go to this wedding, and I'm walking in this <laughs> this boxing facility. Yeah, and the band is set up inside the boxing ring. Okay, so as a kid you know, you see boxing and you see a, you know, band, like, you know, I don't know what's going on. Music is new to me. Right. But I, you know, obviously a lot of music in my house, but the drummer was set up against the ropes and I just remember being in awe of what I was hearing and what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. And I just thought like, this was, this is the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching this guy play and I'm just, you know, I'm just mesmerized. Mm -hmm. So the band takes a break and this is all being the story's being told to me Mm -hmm. how it kind of went down but uh the the band took a break and the drummer sees me staring at his drums and the guy's like hey you want to play you know six-year-old kid yeah come on come on let's do it set me up yeah give me those sticks (laughs) i think i'll show you how it's done (laughs) so he sets me down and i start you know from what they say, playing a beat, I don't think that was it. I think I'm just beating on it, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like any little kid would do. Uh, but the, my dad comes running over, get, you know, get down from there. And the guy's like, this is your son. He says, yeah. He's like, hey, you should get him a drum set. Maybe he'll be a drummer someday. And, like, that's... That's it? That's it. That was when you got bit by the bug. And the bug hit me. But I, you know, <laughs> and I sat and air drummed in my room for many, many years on yeah. that freaking... A uh, frame of a, a waterbed <laughs> uh-huh <Okay. laughs> so i'm like well you had a waterbed waterbed come on <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> hurt my ass for a long time i bet but i got you know those red some red sticks and i yeah. thought i was like the coolest thing yeah so he uh, got you a drum set i didn't get a drum set till i was like 12 okay maybe 13 i think it was right before um it might have been my eighth grade year uh so i didn't get a drum set till yeah, right before high school uh-huh so I didn't. I didn't get it for a while. You know, maybe six years later. And and you didn't at that point. Well, first of all, do you remember who the drummer was? No, no.
0: Mm-hmm. Send. Them I a wish thank I would have. Yeah. Thank you note. Yeah,
1: because I never thought I would be. You know, something that was just taken as a as a something for fun, right, would end up going and taken off as a. As a a career. career. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. You know, very. You know. I'm, this is a career for me in my eyes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, it is. two other people, whatever. You're just having fun. Right. What's your real job? Oh, that you got your, whole thing. Yeah, day job? Yeah. Well, you play drums. What's your real job? <laughs> Why don't you shut up?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. How many times have you heard that? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. If I had a nickel, I'd retire. Music was at my uncle Ralphie's house. My dad and my uncles all were on a softball team. Mm-hmm. And by this time, I'm probably eight, nine. Ten, maybe somewhere in that range, mm-hmm. but on a Saturday or a Sunday, like all the guys from the softball team, like one month or one Sunday or Saturday a month, they'd roll up at my uncle's house at nine o'clock in the morning, eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning, and they'd put a car in the driveway, and they'd wash it, and they'd back that one out, pull in the next car, the whole time while that's going on, the window is open, and I have. James Brown, Tower of Power, Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm. all this funk, soul, music playing. Mm. And they're drinking beers and having a good time, laughing, yeah. I'm smoking. I'm, I'm sure they were doing more than just <laughs> a regular cigarette. You <laughs> the know. jazz cigarette. Yeah, the jazz cigarette. <laughs> I mean, they're having a good time. And yeah. you could tell like the mood would change around like 1, 2 o'clock because then you know Led Zeppelin would start playing or okay. Van Halen or Jimi Hendrix. Nice. So I had this wide variety of music that was being poured into my, into your soul, In my soul. Yeah. And, and
0: the, and the fact that it was connected to, to such a joyous moment. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. a family moment, mm-hmm. a celebratory event. And that's the soundtrack
1: of it. Absolutely. And I, I remember like, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. You know, little Tony, go give me a course heavy. I'm like, what? Course Heavy, the yellow can. Oh, not a course Light. I get it. <laughs> you know? I love it. You know, running down the street, they're throwing me footballs, you know, and I'm catching long bombs. I think I'm like this awesome receiver, you know? Right, right. But yeah, music was like, it was just, it was always around at, at that very young age. And did any of your family play an instrument or was it
0: just, they were just music lovers?
1: Music lovers. Yeah. My dad said he played, he played the radio. Yeah, you know, <laughs> played records. That's right. But he didn't play. Right. There's only one person in my family that at was my uncle Raúl, uh, but he's not blood. He mm-hmm. my aunt married. Him. Got you. But um, but no, nobody in my family played an instrument. It was just something that just, just kind of came natural.
0: And big family. I mean, it sounds like aunts and uncles. So you must have had cousins and. Do you have siblings?
1: No, I'm the only, the only one. Only child. I'm like Miho.
0: There's only one Tony Kang, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <clears throat> but you seem so well adjusted.
1: <laughs> that's because I'm older now. <laughs> like, get away from my food. Tony don't share food. Like Joey from Friends. <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> so, all right. So, it sounds like, you know, Part, part of the, of the family dynamic that I love is I, you know, I have two older brothers mm-hmm. and they would bring in music that wouldn't necessarily, that I would be introduced to, you yep. know, but it sounds like you had a, a, a thorough, um, diverse, um, introduction to all sorts of genres, yeah, which serves the same function basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, all right. So did you do like the grade school band thing or was that, that come later?
1: That came way later. I had, I had a very quick drum lesson with just like a practice pad, Mm -hmm. maybe in like this sixth grade or something. And it was just a practice. It was a snare drum, but had like this rubber black pad on it. Mm hmm. And it was just like a stick control thing, right, left, right, left, you know, just yeah. and then alternate and then like a paradiddle type thing, whatever. Right. And then I guess the guy just saw, you know, my other hand moving and my feet moving. So the next next week he brought in like a cymbal and like the third or fourth week he brought in a kick drum. Mm-hmm. And then it was maybe like a six or eight week little lesson. Mm-hmm. That's the only lesson I've ever, I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all my lessons or anything I've learned have been through just, just listening to records, you know. Through other friends of mine, especially rudimentally, mm. uh, a lot of my a lot of my friends when I got older, you know, um, taught me a lot. Mm. Just you know, everything was taught by ear mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like YouTube and right stuff like that where well, kids just get online and like they can look up anything you, they want. Well,
0: this I'm assuming this is back in like the 1930s, so the, we didn't even have the internet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my greatest <is> showing, huh? <laughs>
0: to get a touch you <laughs> No you're talking to the greatest cat in town. Um no, uh what was I gonna say? I had a practice pad, and I would argue that wanting to play the drums and, and trying to be inspired by a fucking practice pad is nearly impossible. Exactly. You know, so oh, yeah, how did you how did you transition from like how did you maintain that inspiration to be a drummer well, it sounds like the guy was like, all right, well, we can see that he, he, he can move other parts of his body, all right, so let's bring these other bits in. Right. Is this in high school now that you're, you're kind of getting it together?
1: Oh, that was, in, like I said, in sixth grade. Okay. But it wasn't until, like, I got a drum set, and, you know, it had to have been, like, eighth grade, eighth okay. grade Christmas. got you. Um, it had, that's when it all kind of started taking place, but, um, man... Just listening to to so many records as that young kid, mm-hmm. I think that's what inspired. It was the music mm-hmm. that fueled me. I'm like, oh, listen to that. I mean, the you know the old thing where you do that the stank face mm-hmm. and the white man overbite. You know, mm-hmm. like you, when you hear something like, <laughs> right. like that's what that was me. Yeah. What my what I envision myself doing. Like yeah, when I heard something that that really hits me, I'm like. Uh, oh, I, I like that. I like that so much. I want to do that. Right. I want to try that. Right. You know, it might might not sound like that as a right. <laughs> you know, twelve, thirteen year old kid. Sure. But I was trying. And you
0: know? who are some of the the drummers that you attached to early on?
1: Early on, it was it was Alex Van Halen and oh, like yeah. all these rock drummers. But it wasn't until I heard Neil Peart that changed me, and I went a whole different route but then in 1989 i saw the buddy rich memorial scholarship concert with calyda gad and weckle oh god that that changed me that like that i was like wow yeah these guys are the shit Right. like this this wow like i want to be like those guys yeah i'm nowhere near those guys yeah but that's like that inspired me
0: well yeah that's the top of the mountain that
1: is you know that's yeah, mount rushmore for that me is, that is the drummer's mount rushmore yep I mean, those are some heavies, some heavies, but then, you know, as, as anything, you know, more cats come along and you know, then you're inspired by, you know, uh, you know, Eric Moore the third or Tony Royster jr. Like all these other gospel chop guys. Right. That are just phenomenal. It's like a whole style, another whole brand. Right. Right. You know, but like Steve Smith was in that category for me. I don't know. Steve Smith. Steve Smith was the journey for the journey, the drummer for Journey. Okay, but he was also the drummer for Vital Information. So his background was all jazz. Huh. And then now he was back playing with Journey, and then now he's gone again. But he's like another Weckl and Gad uh-huh. type guy. He's just
0: super versatile. Mm-hmm. Can run jazz down, but also rock.
1: Yeah, anything. anything. Yeah, he's a he's a all around guy. Yeah, just like a Cali, he's an all around kind of cat. Yeah, like I say, when you put all around kind of cats, like you stick them in any genre, and you don't even know that's right. It's changing, right? Because they can just do it all, right? But,
0: um, so like Garage Band, then in, in like Garage Bands in high school, where did you start to get it together? Then, yeah, put, had a, put a put a band together.
1: I had a buddy of mine in high school, Chad Gardner, uh, that was a guitar player. He's actually. He's very successful now. He, he did like a, um, a Poison tribute band called Unskinny Bop. Mm-hmm. And he was at, their band was actually cast as Poison in the movie Hot Tub Time Machine. Because <laughs> like it's so no far shit. away. he like, yeah. looks like Poison. Wow. But it's my buddy. But now he's a pilot and stuff too. But anyway, him, uh, my buddy Joey Palos, we had like a little, we called Wicked Jester. Okay. I mean, wicked. Yeah. You have a bunch
0: I love I love early band. Names. Oh yeah.
1: They're, that's the greatest name ever, man. It's like
0: how come no one ever thought of calling the band Aqua Blue? Because that's a terrible
1: <laughs> fucking terrible band name. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had it was garage band stuff, man, and those those guys would come to my house and to my dad's house. By this time my parents were divorced and I was, you know, splitting the time between mom and dad, but my drums were at my dad's house. Mhm. So, if we wanted to play, we had to drive over to my dad's house. And at that time, 75th Avenue and in Indian School was relatively far from 35th Avenue Northern. Hmm. It's a hop, skip, and a jump now. Yeah, yeah. But we roll into my dad's house, move all the furniture into the kitchen. We take over to the living room. And my dad would come home from work and like, what the? <laughs> Hi, yeah. Mr. King. You know, <laughs> Like, hey, guys. My dad would just r- retreat to the bedroom, yeah. you know. Do his business, you know, watch TV, check the mail. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, you know, he we take a break from a song or whatever. And my dad comes strolling through, like, you know, stepping over amps and excuse me, yeah. you know, and all this yeah. stuff just to get to the kitchen. Right. To make dinner or yeah. grab a drink or something. <laughs> but my poor dad, like I terrorized his his home. Yeah. This one day I was over there playing and I'm playing in my room. My dad just comes busting in my, <laughs> in my bedroom. Stop! Stop! Just quit! I'm like, I mean, he's mad. I'm like, what on what? I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. He goes, yeah. come here, come, right, come here right now. And I'm like, oh, Uh-oh. geez, what do I, what do I do? Yeah. Like, I can't. I'm trying to think, you know. What do I do? I Did can't. I light the cat on
0: fire? <laughs> Did, I? <laughs> yeah.
1: Did I? burn the house down? I'm still standing. Uh, but he, uh, my the bathroom was catty corner to my bedroom, and the, and the light is on. And I walk in there, and he points to the floor. Well, the drums had rattled off the big mirror in the bedroom and just fell and shattered all over the bathroom floor. He's like, now get in here and help me clean this up. (laughs) And I'm like, but he was
0: pissed. I got to say, I put my parents through a lot of that same shit. Band rehearsal was at my house. Yep. And we were in the basement, but it was so loud. I mean, this is like Marshall half stacks and full drums. Of course you know, huge base cabs and, a, mm-hmm. and then a monster PA and
1: everything's on 10.
0: Everything is just cranked. Yeah. And the whole house is like shaking. Right. You know, and they're trying to like, you know, they're upstairs eating soup, but they can't <laughs> get the spoon like <laughs> to their mouth and shit. It's, uh, it's
1: like those commercials, those Geico, we got a rat problem. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we yeah. got an animal in the house.
0: <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> yeah. It was like that. So shout out to all the very patient uh, probably now hearing impaired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> angels, angels, just angels, <laughs> musical angels. Did your brothers play? Uh, my middle brother uh was a very talented uh, guitar player. He was the one like in my family, like he was the artist. Okay, it was clear early on. Very talented. He could draw. Um, he could. He could sing his ass off. He could play the guitar. Mm-hmm. And he was a big influence on on me. Um, I don't know if it was, I don't know if him playing guitar inspired me to play the drums. That was my first instrument. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I started in, in fourth grade. And I, and I wonder if part of the desire to play drums was to eventually be in a band with him. Yeah. Now, he's six years older than me. So, when I was ten and he's sixteen, mm-hmm. you don't want anything to do with your ten year old brother no um but he was great and and you know he introduced me to uh jazz and a really deep appreciation uh for james Taylor right. and you know
1: but does he play now yeah,
0: no? to this day, I mean he has an acoustic guitar and and if we're all together and um and there's uh, sufficient cocktails involved. We'll, we'll bust the guitars <laughs> out. and like, The liquid courage helps yeah. everybody. Awkward. I just wanted to thank you guys uh, for listening to So The Story Goes. I've really been enjoying having these conversations. And if you enjoy it, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I did notice that, that
1: you went to ASU. Was that a music program degree? or? I went into while well, I had a, a day job working at a bank. Um, and I got word that I could apply for a non-degree and still play on the ASU, do do something in music at ASU. Hmm. So I applied for a non-degree just so I could play on the ASU drumline with a few of my friends. Because we had done drum corps the prior year in 1991. Okay. Um. And so I played snare uh, on the ASU drumline for four years. Wow, cool. Um. So I went to Ro- Rose Bowl was my last year in 97. Whoa. So I got to experience that play in front of one hundred and seven thousand people, Damn. you know, on the field for like the biggest game of the year. Damn. Um, that was an incredible experience. Um, but I also was involved in like the concert band mm-hmm. and symphonic band at ASU too. Um, but
0: not enrolled as a music student
1: in the first year, I was <clears throat> okay. But then after that, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I got this day job. You know, I'm I'm trying to juggle the day job and the music thing at night, Mm -hmm. you know, so I was just, like, I don't, I I just, my focus would have not have been on schoolwork. It would have been on music, you know, and girls. Right. (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah. We're only human. Right. You know what I mean? I'm only human. (laughs) Flesh and blood, oh man. I love it. Yeah, that was that was me man it was just the ASU thing was, was great because that being on the drum line you don't realize how much you have to listen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when there's like over 300 people in a marching band and if you're one snare drum and there's eight eight or nine of you or ten depending on how big the drum line is you're focused to the middle guy who's your strongest player mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so your focus on the middle is so you're listening in mm-hmm. That way you can make 10 snare drums sound like one right. as best as you possibly can mm-hmm. and the weaker players usually stood like on the end hmm. um but you're also one drum majors on the 30-yard line and the other one's on the 50 and the next one's on the the other 30-yard right, line right and those two outside drum majors are trying to match right. the guy in the 50 right so you're trying to watch that drum major that's in front of you. Say say we're on the 30-yard line. We never were, but if yeah. you were on the 30-yard line, like you're watching that drum major, hoping that drum, that drum major is focusing in on the 50. Right, So, right. But we're on the 50 because we just moved up and down the field. It's too big, Right. Our, our drum line. How big was it? At one point, we had, I think, 10 bass drums. Oh, my God. Uh, five or six tenors and, I think, nine or 10 snares. Wow. And probably about 15 cymbals. Huh. You know, something crazy.
0: Well, and um, tenors is that was that quads? Quads. Okay. Yeah. Like
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like dug this. that. Yeah. I
0: dug that shit. But I was I I did the snare drum thing. Yeah. yeah. I
1: would rather read one line.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: of snare drum music than like this stuff that looks like a bunch of scribbling. Right. And I look at that stuff. I'm like, nah. Right. But even then, I didn't even really. Once somebody played it for me, then I could understand and see. Okay. How it went. Otherwise, I was just. Listening by ear. Right. I mean, I faked my way through that whole, no that shit. whole four years. Yeah, I mean, I really did. Huh. Um, and I would just have like I just keep going over it with with my buddies who could read all that stuff. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I've always been fortunate enough to be surrounded by really talented people. Yeah, and I just I'm still faking it today. <laughs>
0: <dude>. <laughs> I don't think so, bro. Oh, you're very kind. I don't, kind. I don't you. think you're faking shit. I think <laughs> I think. Watching you play and sing, I mean, you are an incredible singer. And I don't know. I can count on one hand drummers who sing well. I can think of three. Right. You know. Um, so that skill, I'm I'm just impressed. Because that's two of my favorite things, right? I love drums. Right. And I love to sing. But doing both of those at the same time in a lot of respects it seems counterintuitive mm-hmm. right because what the way i phrase a vocal line isn't necessarily what i should be doing on the drums right. right right so having the ability to split those out have your limbs do one thing sing on the top of it and you're not even singing the melody now you're singing a harmony so you have to have some fucking skill
1: well i think that for me comes more naturally than singing you know the melody really for me like I don't think I have like a a good vocal like a like singing the, the main part. Uh-huh. Like I'm um, to me I'm like I'd rather just blend in with you and to make it sound better. If I hear my voice you know, by itself, I'm like ah, pff, turn that off. That sounds horrible. Oops. Just like I'm gonna go back and listen to this. I'm like, turn. Can you change my voice? Fast forward. <laughs> can you? Who is that guy talking? Is that the same guy? But I always like the Phil Collins quote. He says, "I'm not a singer who drums a bit. I'm a drummer who sings a bit." Yeah. That's how I feel about myself. Uh huh. Like I don't feel like I'm a singer at all. Huh. You know, I just feel like. I like to harmonize. Yeah, I like to make it sound cool. And when did,
0: uh, I mean, when did that come online for you? The, the whole developing your ear for harmony singing. I mean, because the bands that you described early on, it wasn't a ton of vocal harmony, right? Right. So, what were the artists that inspired that, or or was it just it made sense to you on a level you could hear the harmony?
1: I think it did. Just you know, being in band and hearing. Other mm. parts play, you know, like horn parts. Right. Because there's always, you know, there's first chair and second chair and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so when if somebody wasn't playing their part correctly, you know, the band director would, would say, give hey, me play your part? Right. And you'd hear this out of whack, like, what What kind of part is that? Mm. Then you hear it with the main melody, and you're like, oh, that's how that fits together. Uh-huh. That's how it makes it, you know, like hearing acapella right. groups. Like Take Six was one of the first groups that I ever heard where I was just like, that's people singing? Right, right. That's incredible. Yeah. Like that, that turned my ear too. Right. And when I hear that kind of stuff, I, I think that turns my ear. It makes me appreciate anybody that can do that with their vocal. right? As opposed to like, you know, they got an in- instrument in their hand. That's cool too, but being able to do it with your voice. Right. That I think that's outstanding to me yeah. like i like that
0: it's both inspiring and makes you want to curl up in the fetal position it and, really does and cry yourself to sleep oh, because absolutely. it's so so technical and yet
1: super soulful so super soulful precise yeah and just it just it just makes me feel good yeah make me feel good <laughs> Love it,
0: right? I, no, I'm, I'm right, I'm right there with you. And I saw them
1: on the Arsenio Hall show one time. You are dating yourself. I know. God <laughs> dang it, son of. They did the Star Spangled Banner. They did Amen. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can still remember that like it was yesterday too. Each yeah. of them had a different colored suit on, kind of like these these placemats right, right here. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, man, awesome. Yeah, awesome. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, then that's when that show, the Sing Off, was on. Had I all those acapella know. groups on there. Oh, okay. Nick Lachey was the host of it. Um, who were the uh, one of the guys from um, whatever? Doesn't matter. But yeah, the Sing Off was another show that I really dug because it was all a cappella groups. Yeah. Like I think I hear stuff that you know that I think is the harmony part or you know the but. You know, sometimes I sometimes I can't find it, but there's other people that have like a knack for it, like they could just hear every single note in the chord, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm just like, I'm like looking for it, and I'm like, I think that sounds good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does, sometimes I'm like, ah. so when in doubt, I lay out, mm-hmm. you know, the, for those t- type of things. But
0: ah, I, I I love that you said that, yeah, when in doubt layout Lay
1: out. exactly man don't, i mean don't go stepping on stuff
0: well especially if you if you don't hear it don't stab for it mm-hmm. it's like that's having faith in your band is that we're gonna get it over if i sing right now or not yeah you know and yeah. it, that's such an important approach to a band with harmony if you don't know if you can't hear it don't fucking try i know to find yeah. it yeah
1: that i just i'm gonna and I hear some bands go for it. and I'm mm-hmm. just like, don't do that. Right. Or maybe it's a, you know, you're singing with somebody for the first time. Like I'll listen to the song and hear where, what, where people are going or who's singing what. Mm-hmm. And if I see or hear something that nobody's singing, then I'll go for it. I'm not right. just going to like come into a situation and just start singing. Right. And all of a sudden, like I'm singing somebody else's part. Right. Like right. that bugs me. I'm like, don't, don't do that. Right. You right. know, I just no. when in doubt lay out. I'll step in when I'm comfortable, right? Or I feel like you have
0: something to add. Yeah,
1: let me, let me, you know, yeah, let me have something to add, make it better. Yeah. As opposed to just stepping on your toes and making it all shitty sounding. We need to make more music together. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) You guys, season four of "So the Story Goes." It's brought to you by the angstrom team what becky Carey and kate this is a mother-daughter real estate team with coldwell banker realty the housing market right now it's bananas and let's be honest you don't know the first thing about buying or selling a home let's just be let's just be honest here and you're gonna need some help and i think becky Carey and kate They're going to guide you through the process. Do you have questions about buying? Do you have questions about selling? Do you want to just talk to someone who is super knowledgeable with this market? You probably should do that. Give them a call, 480-250-1936, or find them online. It's super easy. You have the internet, don't you? E-N-G-S-T-R-O-M-Team.com Go there at the park at night. Some things. Hit me with your first concert experience.
1: I was 39 years old. <laughs> Justin Timberlake had just released a single. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was eight years old, man, and I was just enthralled with KISS. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad <laughs> took me and like three of my friends to go see kiss awesome at the uh coliseum mm-hmm. on, Mac, on uh, mcdowell mm-hmm. the madhouse at mcdowell and i was just uh, there was something about kiss for them being able to put the makeup on and nobody didn't know who they were right for i mean for so long right they right. could literally take off the makeup Walked walk down the out, street. yeah and then mm-hmm. nobody would even get hounded right or attacked, or by anybody, you know, like, fen- mm-hmm. take like, an autograph, picture, whatever. <S right. <S I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um, But I was eight years old, Coliseum. My dad takes me and my friends, and I remember standing in line, and I'm mm-hmm. so excited. It was, you know, and there's people dressed up, you know, in the kiss makeup, and, like, full-on, there was this guy in full-on Gene Simmons kiss makeup. And, you know, the, you know, when you're in the at the grocery store and you're waiting to check out and there's like one little kid like stand there and you kinda of make eye contact with him and like you look at him and you look away and you look back at the kid and the kid's still looking at you. <laughs> you know, you look away again and you look back at him and he's still looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was that kid in line staring at this guy in full on Gene Simmons makeup. And yeah. finally he just almost scared this kid. He just looked at me like real fast with his eyes open and like suck out his tongue and scared the crap at me. And I ducked behind my dad <laughs> and I was And then that set me to a whole new level. Like, oh, now I'm kind of scared Uh going into this concert. this dude just scared me, all dressed up like Gene Simmons, scary, demon thing. and Terrifying. So the first band comes on. They pretty much get, like, booed off the stage, you know, whatever. And so Kiss comes on, and the lights go down, and it's like this haunting music, and strobe lights, and smoke are all over the stage, and it's going crazy. And I'm like, my dad's okay. Here they come. Here they come. And I'm like, okay. And all of a sudden, these four different colored squares pop up on the stage. And one was red for Gene Simmons, purple for Paul Stanley, green for Peter Chris, and blue for Ace Fraley. And they like pop up real slow out of the stage. Oh god. With this scary music kind of playing like oh, and it's like I said, it's smoke and it's strobe lights and stuff. Yeah. And I see Gene Simmons. Now he's doing the head thing, oh, and sticking his tongue out, and and I duck behind my dad's like, hey, you see him? You see him? I'm like, yeah, I see him. But I'm like <laughs> hiding behind, yeah. like just cowering behind my dad, just yeah. scared to death. Yeah. And it wasn't until they got behind their instruments and they started playing. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, th- these are my records that I have.
0: Right, right, right. You now
1: now I'm so, I'm familiar with these songs, and then then I was just. I was a kid in a candy store, like, yeah. like my records now have come to life.
0: Speaking of being scared of music, I, I, was, I was probably <laughs> eight or nine, mm-hmm. and I remember I was with my brother and his pal, and they turned the lights out, and I'm like, what's going on, you know? Mm. Then they put on Eruption. Yes. Super loud. <laughs> that was the first moment I've been terrified <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Terrified. I I don't know what I don't know. It was what, loud. It, no, no. It it was just like demonic. I mean, you know what I'm. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that, it's that huge, crazy solo. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I'm like, it's similar. <laughs> it, 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 you're, you know, a couple years later, I realize that's the scene in Back to the Future. <laughs>
1: When Marty yeah,
0: yeah. Puts on the hazmat suit And yeah. puts eruption it was, yes. on the dude yeah. I'm like oh my god Were That happened to me <laughs> So you relate with that scene Oh my god I, I was like I was having like Flashbacks I was like that's basically What my brother did to me Right Anyway That's hilarious dude. Yeah I, I lost I think I ran out of there Crying Ran up to mom Like They're playing music That scares the shit out of me mom <laughs> I'm I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> right. but you know.
1: Did you just say shit? <laughs> Go to your room. Give me that guitar. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So I terrorized my parents by back in the day when you know Kiss was at their you know they're the peak. Yeah, they had Kiss dolls. Uh huh. The twelve inch Kiss dolls. Yeah. My mom bought me all four of them, sweetheart. So on the back of the box, you could cut out the guitars they had the guitars and drums in the background of the in the back of their boxes right so
0: cardboard right yep. yeah yeah
1: yeah. had i known i would never done that I right ne- what they're worth today i bet i would never done that but as a kid you just you know you had toy. rip it open yeah you, you know. light it on
0: fire throw it across the room <laughs> exactly. Whatever. that's what they're there for
1: i took my kiss dolls and i set them up on this shelving unit that i had in my room well next to my shelving unit unit was my record player my record player I had kiss alive too oh yeah so i set my kiss dolls up as if they were going to perform with their guitars and stuff in hand set two folding chairs in my bedroom told my mom and dad hey concert's going to start right now so mom and dad put down their book or whatever they were doing came and they sat down just to appease their son they sat down in these two chairs I turn on my I turn off the light in my room. Well, start the record player first. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And the crowd starts coming on. I turn the lights off. And then the first thing you off the best. You got the best. The hottest man in the world. Cass And like I had a flashlight. And as soon and it, as soon as the guitar part, and I put it on. I put the flashlight on like Ace Frehley. Right. With the drums came in, I flickered the light switch in my room, and my parents just sat there for the first song of Detroit Rock City. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And like the first song, okay, we're done. That was great, son. That, that yeah. was beautiful. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. We're well, just getting started. concert
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, started. just started. Literally just started. I've been working on my light show all day. you got to wait for Ace day. Frehley's guitar
1: solo, because I changed the light bulb in my flashlight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It never really resonated with me. I think I was just—I
1: don't know. I—I I, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't super into it. It's either for you or it's not. Right. I mean, people are like, oh, they're just you know whatever. It's a gimmick and blah blah blah.
0: No, but now now it, it took me a minute. But later in life, I I had some friends who were way into it, and I was like, okay, I kind of get this.
1: Yeah. Know? That's but, how I'm with Beatles now. Is that right? Like I didn't I couldn't stand the Beatles as, as a kid. Huh. Now as an adult, and I rep- appreciate. Like, all the harmonies and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I was just kind of going
0: to say, like, talk about vocal harmony. Yeah.
1: Now I'm, like, way into that. Like, yeah. I'm watching that new oh thing on Disney God. Plus now, and I'm just like, man, to be a fly on the wall back I, then? That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. I'm just surprised that it came to you
1: later. I'm trying to think if there's a... I think because at that time, like I said, Kiss was my first concert. Uh-huh. Santana was my next concert. Okay. But then I went and saw Little River Band at, oh, the, yeah. at, at the State Fair. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was too embarrassed to say that I liked it at the time. Because of the music that I was into. Right. Right. And as an adult now, like, I mean, man, those harmonies. Yeah. I mean, that kind of, they don't make music like that anymore. No. And that's what I miss. Yeah. I miss music like that. Yeah. We don't, we're not doing overdubs. We're not doing stuff to, you know, make it sound the best. Like those guys went through it. Right. Like that's, that's they the take. They ran it down. Yeah.
0: Well, they sang it live, played mm-hmm. it live.
1: They were that... Into it They were that glued Yeah You know like that's Like Toto And stuff like that And like that I mean Those are real singers Singing for real Right Right You know we got all this Processed Right Stuff to make you sound Auto-tune Right You know That little flugelhorn solo Yeah You know What happened to the flugelhorn Where is it It needs to be brought back Where did it go
0: (laughs) Why did it go away In the first place (laughs) We need more flugelhorn (laughs) In our lives. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, so after after ASU, you get a degree in a non-degree. I still don't really understand that. It was
1: just a non-degree that way I could still perform on the drum line. I see. I wasn't taking any classes other than just being there to play Mm -hmm. drums.
0: So you got like a what a BA or something or it was a four-year degree or
1: I got a BA, a CA, Um, DA, whatever. But no. Summa Cum Laude, Alpha Cum Laude, I don't know,
0: <laughs> Omega Moose, I don't know. So, the lambda
1: Lambda. The Tri Lambs? <laughs> the Tri <tri-lamps>. Lambs. <laughs> we're Lambda, 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 and Omega Moose. Now, we're dating, now ourselves. we're dating
0: ourselves. for sure. <laughs> show. Shout out to Revenge of the
1: Nerds. Cheers to that. Uh, Clink. What a great fucking movie. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I just, I just decided, like, You know, this was fun for me. Like this was my little other musical outlet and I could hang out with a bunch of my drummer buddies. Right. You know, and then after band season was over, like we didn't know what to do with ourselves. So we just have like parties like on Fridays or Saturday nights and go hang out at somebody's house and a bunch of drummers just get around with a bunch of drum pads. No shit. (laughs) Just drum. Yeah. Drink beers. And, you know, we were friends with a lot of the dancers and like flag girls and stuff like that. So Uh, Color guard. Color Guard, you color know, guard, but yeah. a lot of the dancers as well, oh, too. Oh, okay, got you. Like, like Palms or whatever they're doing, but mm, mm-hmm. we were just, like, that was, like, a little outlet for us. Yeah. You know, after band season was over, because okay. we are hanging out with each other all the time. Football season's over. What do what, we do? What do we do? Yeah. You know, and then I was fortunate enough to go and play in the, um, in the, uh, pet band mm-hmm. for ASU basketball. Okay. Because as a, as a kid, my dad has season tickets to ASU basketball and football. Hmm. So I would watch the drummer play, you know, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do that someday. I'm going to play drums for the pet band for the basketball yeah. games. Yeah. So I did, but it wasn't the drum set. Unfortunately, it was like me with a snare drum and a cymbal while someone's playing the bass, right. the bass drum. Like, right. You don't need that. I can just do that right. by myself. Right. It's right. <laughs> you know? called the drum set. Yeah. Put it in front of put me. Put it in front I'll, of me. I'll and take I'll, care of this shit. Right. Put that <laughs> motherfucker out of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a good chunk of my, you know, ASU days was just playing in the pet band, playing the marching band. Yeah. But then I started getting in playing gigs too.
0: That's that was my next question mm-hmm. is when did it kind of transition into a money maker? Or, or I mean I, hes- I hesitate at that time in my life to call it a career. Yeah. But it's when it's a, that's another big moment is when you realize that you I can do this for money. Yeah. And I can only I I can only do this for money? Yeah. Like that's fucking incredible.
1: Yeah, I was it changed everything for me, for sure. Yeah. So, like, all right. So, you started to work after college in bands. So, when I was going, when I was playing the ASU Drumline, I met, I was I was an extra on a movie set. Okay. That was, some movie was being filmed here in town, locally. Um, and it was at, oh, man, I can't remember, remember the name of the place on 22nd Street in Highland. It was like a little club, uh-huh. bar, dance place. I saw okay. Foreplay play there okay anyway the movie this scene that was of this movie was being played there one of the actors there was a i mean there was a band and there was a hot naked oil wrestling scene okay what's happening here (laughs) what kind of movie is this and what is the? it was a total (laughs) that's the thing it's desert (laughs) blues or desert something i've never seen it but you've never seen i've it? never seen it no bro i'm gonna watch it like as soon as you i've tried i've tried to look i haven't found i have not found it i don't know where it's at i don't even know if that's the name of the movie mm-hmm. but i did meet an actor on that set who noticed he noticed me admiring the drum set that was on stage hmm. and he asked me if i played drums greg haynes this is going out to you dude shout out to greg haynes uh and he goes hey man you play drums and i go uh, I, I like to play, I like yeah. you know. I, I like, like to play. play. Yeah. <laughs> I want a, I want a movie <laughs> reference counter on this podcast. Exactly, dude. Jesus. So my buddy that was with, I go, yeah, he plays. Dude. He's pretty good. And I'm like, ah. And he's like, well, hey, I got, I got a friend of mine that's looking for a drummer. Either out of Tempe they looking for a, a drummer. And he's like give me your number, and I'll have him give you a call. I'm like, okay, whatever. How old are you at this point? Nineteen. Okay. Twenty. Twenty. Maybe. So
0: college days still.
1: So. Yeah. So, two <laughs> weeks later, um, I get home and I have this message on my answer machine. Mm-hmm. My mom's like, hey, this, somebody's, you know, this guy named Nate Pennington. Nate Pennington. Shout out. Shout out. Um, so, I give him a call back. He's like, yeah, I got this band. You know, we're going to make a CD and da, 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 whatever. So, I meet him at the coffee plantation on Mill Avenue at yeah. on University. Yeah. university. Um, and uh, Kent Burke... Uh, Rick, Southern, and Nate—they're all friends. They all live out and you know, went to Tempe or went to Marcos de Niza. Some of these high schools out there in mm-hmm. the East Valley. And I'm just this 19, 20 year old kid that just wants to be in a band so bad. Mm-hmm. So they give me this cassette tape, and I go home and I listen to these eight songs or whatever, six or eight songs on this little cassette tape, and I learn them, got them all down, pack up my drums. Head over to the rehearsal space Set up my drums And they they go Hey, you can play to a click, right? Never done that Never done that before But, (laughs) yep Sure thing Yep, I I play to a click All the time (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing to a click right now, (laughs) (laughs) motherfucker I mean, and it's like this Having the computer Like, it was all This is, you know, before I mean, I had no idea what tracks were At that time Right You know, this is 91 Something like that maybe 92 and they're like, yeah, all you do is just hit the space bar. I'm like, okay. So I got these big old cans on my head, you know, mm-hmm. and I have that shit cranked so that I'm just hearing mm-hmm. click, you know, mm-hmm. in my ears. And I'm just, and the song comes on and I play to it. We play the first song. And they're like, that was great. You're hired. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Next song. Oh shit. More click, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like that was like my first, experience with having to play to a click mm-hmm. or just you know nowadays kids are playing to click all the time right you know like they're i mean that's instilled in them mm-hmm. as just you know first lesson here's click right stay with this right you know but yeah man and what was that band that was a band called mesh okay it's probably one of the more cooler band names that i've yeah rather than wicked or jester
0: wicked no violent <laughs> jester no what was it wicked, wicked? Wicked jester
1: wicked Jester, everything yeah, Fucking my high cool. school band um mesh was a much cooler sailing name,
0: and so did you started to work with them professionally and, and and play some
1: rooms in town and well, that was like it was it was um oh my gosh, what's the uh a very popular venue on mill avenue everybody came through long longs long longs, yeah,
0: like that was like on a Monday night well this is the this is the heyday of that scene too right yep, so Early you're 90s. you're mixing. It, I mean, I was I grew up in Massachusetts, and I remember hearing about the gym Blossoms for the gym first Blossoms. Time. Yep, mm-hmm. refreshments,
1: refreshments, Roger Klein, all that stuff, the meat puppets.
0: Uh, was that I, a little bit later? A couple a years? A little later? bit
1: later. I had come to find out, like some of those guys were at, like Dead Hot Workshop. Uh huh. Like they were, they were friends with those those dudes. Got you. Um,
0: what was the scene like? I've asked a number of people who grew up here, and for, I don't have a clear vision, but I'm assuming having. A band like Jim Blossoms that is just exploding on the radio across the country well, like I would assume in hindsight, yeah, that like record labels would be showing up to Long Wongs to find the next thing to find the next band and like, I'm,
1: I'm sure it was on like a Friday or Saturday night, but mm-hmm. here in my band, like playing Mondays and like some of these off nights, gotcha it's not as busy, mm-hmm. but from what I hear, like those weekend nights, like that was a place to be, right, and it was like three bands, you right. know, filling up that the showcase, the showcase situation. Yeah. yeah. And then the headliner is Jim Blossoms or you're wow. or somebody, you know, mm-hmm. but I never got to experience that. Mm-hmm. But as I would, cause I'm, I'm playing a football game on a Saturday night. Interesting. You know? Right. But then, you know, but then, then afterwards I'm maybe heading to a gig, you know, or I was filling in for my buddy, Gary Sanchez filling for like the Chadwick's. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, me, young 20 some year old Tony King rolling up to a Chadwick's gig Gary's playing like you know with his original band and Chadwick's was 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 his uh cover band, cover band yeah and I he'd tell me hey man how's this like uh 50 bucks and like a couple bud lights sound to go f- play the first set for me and I'm like yeah cool do it you know <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like two bud lights <laughs> <I'm> yes <laughs> like, yes Jesus 50 bucks what's that <laughs> you know <laughs> I, right, right. so we're talking about earlier, like, right. you know, I'm not going to play that gig for that, right? You know, 150 bucks. How the times have changed. Yes. Yeah. But me just wanting to break into the scene and just play. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh yeah, of course I'll do it. Right. And then I'd show up, and the other three guys in the band see me walk through the door, and I could just see like, just oh god, really? Right. Why didn't Gary tell us that this guy was going to play? Uh huh. You know, hey, what's up, Tony? I'm like, hey guys, how's it going? (laughs) You know. And by the way, where are the Bud Lights? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Let's get those butt lights flowing, huh? <laughs> okay, great. But then they, they'd they run down this, the songs, and I'm like, hey, I know that one, I know that one. But I'd play the songs, but it didn't sound like Gary. Right. So then they'd be, like, upset. Uh-huh. I remember, like, later on down the road, they would, you know, they had a discussion with, with me, like, hey, you know, we you know we like you and all, but, you know, and they were being nice about it. But, it, you know, it was just, like, this young kid right. just wanting to – play drums right. showing up and I could just see that they were just so discouraged I'm like yeah. oh
0: god here we go we yeah, here's see. the young kid again yeah and then Gary Great. comes
1: walking through and they go talk in the corner for a little bit and they come back and I could tell the mood was all weird yeah and I'm like oh we better finish this other Bud Light and leave <laughs> second Bud Light please <laughs> second one <laughs> I'll worry about the 50 bucks later yeah if I yeah, could right. use it to pay for these two Bud Lights send me a check <laughs> yeah uh, yeah um, check registers what are those <laughs>
0: So all right, so you you kind of cut your teeth, so to speak, um, doing some uh, cover band stuff. Your early twenties. At what point? Well, when did the transition happen from being a part time professional to a full time? And 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 what was that transition? Was it tough? Uh, was it completely obvious to you that this is the route? You know, like how did that play out?
1: Um. I think it was more of having a very understanding girlfriend Mm -hmm. or, you know, wife in my life that understood that this is who I am. Mm -hmm. This is what I do. Um, That was able to, um, you know, have my back Mm -hmm. because this is what I wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. So it was a transition of like, okay, well, you know, I'm not really cut out for the daytime thing right now at this age. You know, I was doing... I had a banking gig for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I was, you know, working, you know, 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. But then I'd have gigs, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. And I was just... I'm like, man, I'm doing all this in a... Getting this paid... Or getting paid this amount of money for a two-week paycheck. When I can... I make that two weeks. Right. And, like, plan a weekend. Right. You know? So... Maybe, I mean, maybe not as much, but in my eyes, I'm you like... You
0: could see it. It's attainable. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like
1: the scale was like... Right. this. It was, you know, And swing. you're like, how
0: much time do I have to put in to these gigs? How much joy does it bring? Yeah. Okay, now banking gig how much time and how much joy does it bring
1: and all these shitty customers that i'm having to talk to understand right uh, why is my account overdrawn yeah Oh, because you don't got you're broke any money. motherfucker That's you right. are broke <laughs> says it right here on my fucking computer <laughs> there, check it out look at that see that negative it's red negative money <laughs> you need more money <laughs> i was just sick of that at that point point. Yeah. and like i said i had some understanding people in my life that were mm. like okay well i got your back let's see how this goes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would do that and, you know, at some point I ended up going back and getting like a day gig, Mm -hmm. you know, back at the banking thing or whatever. But it wasn't, I don't know, for the past 14, 15 years I've been doing music, you know. Exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But maybe like a little part-time thing on the side or something. Mm -hmm. But music was was it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've been supporting myself and taking care of the family and, you know, my boys, raising my boys and... And uh, I, I'm like, I, okay, I'm doing it. Right. You know, I'm not living the dream, so to speak, but right. I'm living a, a dream.
0: So the story goes is sponsored by Santan Brewing. Santan Brewing is well known for their amazing craft beers and award-winning spirits. But now in addition to serving up great food at their pubs located in downtown Chandler and at Terminal 3 of Sky Harbor Airport, They've built an impressive event and catering space called Santan Gardens. It's located at 495 East Warner Road, which is adjacent to their brewery and distillery. Santan Gardens has a capacity of 150 people in a safe and socially distanced indoor-outdoor space. This venue is perfect for an intimate wedding, special concert, or corporate event. And trust me. Starting at the end of March, they're putting these events together. They're going to do some comedy at the end of March. They want to highlight some, some local bands. They want to do a monthly tribute event. Find out more. Stay sharp. Santanbrewing.com.
1: Gigs nowadays, I take a break. I usually want to sit by myself. Yeah, I just want to sit with some friends if they come or right. hang out with my bandmates. Yeah, When people come and talk to me, I don't, I don't curl up. But I, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm very personable, you know, but sometimes I'm very personable, but sometimes I just don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) Right. No, I
0: totally get it. Right. I totally get it.
1: I want to go curl up in a little ball or get my, you know, turtle shell or or I'll go sit in my car, you know, just to be left alone. (laughs) Right. Right. No, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm head down off the stage, Mm -hmm. go to the bar, get a drink, go outside and disappear. But other people are great. doing that and that's a that's a skill it is a skill that i probably should learn at some point in my life yeah um but i'm not the social butterfly no in the i don't know and i don't know uh, now that i'm saying i don't know why that is but i think it's because i feel like i bear my soul when i sing Mm -hmm. and i'm sharing this original music or i'm even singing cover tunes when that happens I feel so exposed.
1: Absolutely, yep. Right? So mm-hmm. when
0: the time comes to take some time, to take a break or whatever, yeah. I go in the reverse, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. I close her down. I gave you a bunch of shit 10 minutes ago. I'm gonna yeah. take this moment for me and, like you say, like, sit quietly, yeah. talk to my band, and that's it. I'm not gonna go shake everybody's hand, right. thank them for coming, whatever. I'm the same way. yeah. And I think it. I, I, now that I'm running this through... Um, I wonder if it's because we've given and now it's our time.
1: And I think some of it is when, because we give
0: Goonies reference, by the way. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. Say it again. Well, up there, it's their time. Oh yes. Down here. It's our <laughs> it's time. our time. It's yeah. our time down here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Another, Ding. Movie. Another one. <laughs> Another movie reference. <laughs> <laughs> but I think sometimes when we give ourselves like on stage like that, now people are intrigued. Mm-hmm. Now they want to know why. So now they're going to come to us for that. Right.
0: Well, w- but and they see that they, that we are open, mm-hmm. right? And so they just assume, yeah. Oh, this motherfucker's like well, we can sit down and chat, yeah. for fifteen minutes mm-hmm. about this, that, and the other thing, yeah, right. They and see that it's a possibility, yep. You know, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Young country. Mike would always he would say, and from Panama City, Panama, we got Tony King back here. <laughs> so then I'm like, what? The first time I play, and like he says that, I'm like, what? Whatever. So I walk off stage and some guy grabs me. You're from Panama City? <laughs> I go, I go what? And he goes, your singer said you're from Panama City, Panama. Uh no, I'm I'm right here from Arizona. What? And then uh-huh. I have to go this whole explanation. So then I go tell him, I go, man, why do you do that? What you told him the truth? Man, go with it. Yeah. that's what keeps them intrigued about that's the band. Funny. And I'm like, okay. So now, like you know, other times I have done that. Uh-huh. From Panama City, Panama. Yeah. Well, I, was born, I there, was born there, but I, you know, yeah. I moved when I was, you know, an infant, but, <laughs> but yeah, originally I'm from Panama City, Panama.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, you, you mentioned young country. So when did you connect with those guys?
1: Uh, er late nineties, 97, 98, uh, because of Matt, right. Matt uh, Goodman, Matt Goodman, phenomenal drummer, sound man. Yeah. Does it all. Yeah. Uh, Matt was the drummer in that band. I was friends with Matt. Oh, uh, one of my ASU drummer buddies actually was his um, high school drum teacher oh. of some sort. Whoa, Doug Ward. Shout out. Shout out, Doug Ward. Matt Goodman. Boom, um, boom. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a reference to another movie too. You know that one?
0: Uh, boom. I want. Is it like Anchorman or? Oh 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 yes no I got it. Uh uh uh. uh. Is it um. Oh fuck! Hold on, hold on. Uh, Is it Owen Wilson? (laughs) No. Oh fuck!
1: Couples Retreat. That like. Oh, Aniston. No, Couples Retreat is is. uh, Oh wow! All these. There's a bunch of famous people in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, I'm I'm blanking out on all these people's names, but the guy's like got that speedo on, little bit of long hair. He's kind of, you know, muscular. Jacked up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. he's oiled. Is all oiled up, and he's. Teaching him, like yoga, but he's all like all in the girls, got her legs spread open, you know. And he's like, boom, and he's got, boom. And the guy's like looking at him, like, her husband's like, oh yeah, keep going. But the other guys are like, what's going on? And the guy's boom. And okay, finally, he just gets a nap. That's a, I'll look that run. one up. The, I'll look that one up. Boom. What was I talking about?
0: I don't even know. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> uh, uh, uh we'll get there hold on it's coming back couple old dudes talking about stuff um
1: <laughs> where were we are we dating ourselves again i think so <laughs> getting holds a bitch y'all um anybody can relate anybody gets <laughs> <Garkets>. anybody <laughs> is this thing on, this thing on? <laughs> i'm here all week hello
0: <laughs> oh young country oh yes, yes. yeah 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 okay but what about him i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh panama city panama yeah, yeah well just okay
0: how you got yeah. connected
1: to them matt yeah, yeah. so matt and McElman, Doug, the whole thing yeah. mm-hmm. uh so um that was in 2000 in august of 2009 yeah when matt decided to leave the band yeah and ted you know ted and mike were talking about other drummers they were interested in and they called me and i was like yeah i'll do it mm-hmm. you know the reputation of the band was you know it was highly recommended from you know other people and they had a very good reputation in the valley for being a very good band mm-hmm. you know always having like you know quality vocals and just when I would go see them and I would hear them like I could hear like the band was like pure mm-hmm. like everything and I could hear everything in the band mm-hmm. and
0: and was it the same instrumentation as it is now Adam Armijo Mike DeWitt, Mike DeWitt
1: Ted DeKina Ted Duquina, yeah Um, and you so it was always a four piece yes yeah and mike smith on oh great on steel pedal steel steel. come on yeah shout out to mike smith too yeah the fellers all of them yeah um but yeah that's a long run man 2009 yeah and adam had been in the band a year before me yeah so and people always think that we're brothers i'm like yeah no we're not he's got all the talent but yeah (laughs) we're brothers.
0: Aesthetically speaking, you guys share an aesthetic—beards, beards. beards. You, your beards. <laughs> dark couple, hair, couple beardos.
1: <laughs> Those beardos, they guys must be brothers. The others, you guys don't have beards. <laughs> they bro- They must be brothers. <laughs> they must <laughs> be brothers. Look, <laughs> nothing alike, but
0: now I think one of the time—I think one of the first times that I met you was you were doing um, a duo with Jay Allen. Shout out to Jay Allen. Jay Allen, what up? I want to say around 2010 or 11, there was a spot I couldn't tell you where it was. It was this tiny little uh, mom
1: and pop restaurant. Wait, wait, wait. It was like when I I first met you? Yeah. I first met you when you were in $10 outfit at Rhythm Room. Oh, my. Change of tune. Change of tune, y'all. Change my life, (laughs) y'all. somehow for, i doubt that dude i love that song oh thanks man i was like i want to be in that band i want to play that song <laughs> and then walk off the stage and said i did it <laughs> bro anytime anytime dude, that you want to play that tune that song is awesome thanks man i still like that tune okay yeah well, i shit. love that tune
0: so but i all right so Looking for, sorry yeah no it's, <laughs> i'll play it I'll, it'll be the bed music okay, for the good. podcast yeah. perfect
1: um put it to bed y'all hey ladies
0: is that another fucking movie? No. That's oh, okay. Me just, that's just you. Just blurbing out okay. stuff. Okay. Um, it was a little restaurant. You were playing with Jay, and and we talked about this. You know, oh, uh, you you and I did that gig a couple times together too. Yeah, mm, subbing for Jay. Uh, uh, what was the name of
1: it? Floyd's Kitchen. Floyd's Kitchen. It, it was named right. after the dog of the owner. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool little spot, yeah, it was awesome. And spot. I think you guys played there on a Monday or a Tuesday, mm-hmm. had a little bit of a, a residency there, and yep. um, every Monday, every Monday. And and what I noticed about your playing, first of all, you were playing a Cajon rig, mm. which at that time wasn't a, you know, it's not what it is today, you know, right. A, as far as like uh, what you would see on any given night, um, so I was like, first of all, wow, intrigued. Cajon rig, making it work, auxiliary percussion. And then you could back Jay up on harmonies. And that's another thing that I didn't see a lot of. Again, I can count singing drummers on one hand in this town. Um, so I was just very impressed um, Appreciate it. with what you could do rhythmically but also melodically. And it adds so much. I mean, just adding a second voice mm-hmm. to a duo it's like, it just takes it to another level. Right. Um, and I feel like in, in a lot of respects, you guys kind of set the bar for that thing, that that duo, acoustic duo thing.
1: With a percussion player.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Which, you know, I tend to do a, a number of that, uh, a number of those gigs now with Todd Shuba, who is also an incredible phenomenal. cajon player. Yeah, he's yeah phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you guys created the mold, and everyone is trying to figure that out and 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 execute it the way that you guys executed. Um, and speaking of Jay Allen, shout out, um, shout out. Talk to me about the origins of uh, JTM Three. Um, and another shout out to Matt Henderson, Maddie. So Maddie
1: it's. Lombardi. He plays guitar,
0: <laughs> which so it, it's a great acoustic trio: two guitars, cajon, three part harmony, originals and covers. No one else is doing that in town. And how did that come about? It
1: was. Uh, kind how of, did you meet
0: Jay first of all?
1: I mean, gosh, man, we're going back. I mean, there's. I mean, it could come from from my from when I met Jay. It was because he had met Todd and Ethan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Doing like a local. Uh, what do you call those sit-in oh oh um, uh open mic open night. mics yeah 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 so jay had met had met ethan and todd yeah at a, yeah. At a, at a place yeah um jay like took off for a little while came back <laughs> ethan remembered him they became friends todd or uh jay was or jay was looking to kind of get a band uh-huh. together yeah he yeah, had, had some songs he wanted to record right, right. and he was working with Ashley Norton. Mm-hmm. They were doing a the little, their duo thing. Jane Ash, yep. The Jane Ash thing. And uh, he asked Ethan, like, hey, can you maybe help me record these songs? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And somehow, like, Ethan may have said something like, hey, I got a drummer in town. Because I was playing with Ethan in Tate, which was like mm. our four piece cover band. Yes. Um, and so I met Jay. What was the A in Tate? Alan. Huh. Todd, Alan, Tony, and Ethan. Right. You're big on the,
0: on the on on the the acronyms.
1: It's easy. It is easy. I've got a lot of thinking.
0: Well, and <laughs> let's be honest, band names are, are 99% shit. Exactly. Let's just abbreviate our, we'll make an acronym. Yeah, something that's cool. Something that's cool, one syllable, let's get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> let's not spend any more time on
1: the band name. Tate. Tate. JTM. Oh, there's three of us. Three. <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> How many people in JTM? Three? <laughs> Three. Got it. It's yeah. in the name now. Um, okay. I, I remember Jay relaying this story. So he needed to put some tune. He wanted to record some tunes. And basically, Ethan recommended you um, to, to to cut that first
1: yep. Jay Allen record. Right. And that was, well, that ended up becoming Delcoa. You were in Delcoa? hmm Okay. And that's when we met you yeah. at the rhythm room. Yeah. When we, we played a bill together. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that 10, was way early on. This is like had been oh six, oh seven. Wow. You remember yeah, that? Yeah. Cause you had a three piece. Right. With no bass. Right. Peter Venti
0: would kick some bass. Yeah, you get the, the doors the, thing going. Right. right. On yeah. the on the keyboard.
1: But mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's 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 when I first met you. And I remember like hearing you, I'm like, This dude's this dude's badass. I was like, he's got a good vibe thing, he's got a cool thing going. Uh-huh. He needs a drummer. Oh, he's got a drummer. <laughs> Dang it. I want to play in everybody's band. <laughs> I did, man. I want yeah. to, if I heard something, like, I want to be in that band. Yeah. I heard another band. I want to be in that band. Yeah. You know. Well,
0: Delcoa had a thing, man. I, I remember um, kind of early on um, aspiring to have the thing that you guys had because, you know, there was such depth uh, to that band and you, and, To be quite honest, you were playing gigs that I wanted to play. Mm. Talk about wanting to be in someone else's band. It was like, I want those gigs. Oh. You know, the Wrigley Mansion shit. Yeah. Um, So now fast forward, JTM3. um, You've been working
1: with Jay as a duo for a while. Mm -hmm. And and he started working with Matt. Okay. Doing some duo gigs too. Okay. But it was one of those things where, like, man, let's change this up. Uh Like, why can't, if Jay and I are doing something and Jay and Matt are doing something, I know that if we add, though, if we brought those things together, it could, it could be something different, right? Or we, you know, we could add to each other's right. duo right. by making it a trio, yeah. And the trio thing has taken off, yeah, for us, you know. And adding the three part harmony, you know, it, it's interchangeable. If yeah. Matt hears something and he takes the high harmony, right, then I'll take the low one, right, or vice versa, right. And it's nice to be able to just switch yeah you know sometimes you know sometimes if if i've been doing a gig with jay for a while or one of us is gone we can't do a gig right we're already i'm singing okay i'm singing now i'm singing matt part matt's parts because matt isn't here right then matt comes back on the gig i have to remember to tell myself okay i need to go back to my part right because now matt's gonna take his part
0: i love that band and i love seeing you guys uh stay busy and 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 just make really good music um, I kind of feel like we've, we've covered a ton of ground, uh, and this is an incredible podcast. I've had so much fun rapping with you You as well, man. Uh, it's just an easy, easy hang as always. I've, I loved the anecdotes and the stories. Uh, one thing I didn't know about you, well, I know that you're a big sports fan. Yes. I know that you love oh, the sons. In fact, one of your, your kids' names is Nash, right. which I'm assuming was from, basketball phoenix suns it is come on come on steve nash I, come on steve nash um no i realized that you you're a shoe guy i didn't know this about oh, you oh man and you design your own shoes
1: just my first pair
0: listen the listeners don't know this 27th <laughs> pair 27th pair they're <laughs> fucking hot right now no so i didn't even realize that you could go on to nikewhatever.com and 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 customize shoes yeah that sounds like a dangerous hobby very much so are you a gear guy just period like do you have like five kits at home yeah you okay mm-hmm. yeah okay we're gonna and you we, get you and i got
1: all the snare drums yeah all that kind of stuff okay i mean that's for a later podcast yes part two for sure
0: <laughs> but you're a gear guy in the sense that you collect
1: things that is one of my downfalls as being a collector. Mm-hmm. Like I, right, race cars. What? You didn't know that either. I did didn't you? know this. Like,
0: what's happening right di- now? Diecast
1: cars. This is a new Tony King. I just completely <laughs> imp- impressed. So I had six drum sets, seven, I think. Got rid of, you know, a couple, but one drum set I can make two because of the sizes of the drums mm-hmm. or the bass drum and the toms. I can make two different kits. Got you. Same drum set, but. Hats, I like hats. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. a whole shitload of hats. Yeah, I have shoes, way more than my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And, and she thinks I have a problem. She's probably right. She's probably right to a point because my shoe size doesn't change, but my waist size and my shirt size always does. Okay, <laughs> fluctuate, man. Okay, my shoe size always stays the same. I it's consistent
0: I see where you're going with this. It's consistent. It's like a lifetime investment in it a piece is. of clothing.
1: Exactly, and if okay. my shoe size stays the same, yeah, that shoe size will be there for my boys when they get older. I like that,
0: Tony King. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming by. Obviously, man. Always a so pleasure. Yeah, yeah, dude. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. And hopefully, we'll work together, and I'll buy some of your shoes.
1: <laughs> Do it.
0: <laughs> Ding! Another movie reference, That's just it. to lock us up. Boom. Oh